Hello, my name's Jack. And I'm Rich. And welcome to this week's Premier Skills English Podcast. Where we talk about football and help you with your English. We recommend that you listen to this podcast on the Premier Skills English website because that's where we have the transcript, language examples, activities, quizzes and a discussion page to help you understand everything we talk about. However, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can leave answers to our questions in the review section. We do read all the reviews and would love to hear from you. In this week's podcast, we're going to help you with a tricky bit of grammar. It's called the second conditional. There are different types of conditional sentence. A conditional sentence is made of two parts. One part of the sentence describes the condition or the situation. This part often uses the word if. The other part of the sentence describes the result. Let's look at an easy example. Listen. If a team wins, they get three points. This is an example of what is often called the zero conditional and is often used for rules and facts and things that are generally true. But in this podcast, we're going to help you with the second conditional, which is a bit more difficult. It's used to talk about imaginary situations. Listen to this dialogue. I can't believe we're not winning. Nil-nil at half-time. I know. If we'd scored with that chance just before half-time, we'd be one-nil up. Ah, oh, well, we can still win this. If I were the manager, I'd bring an extra striker on in the second half. We need to attack more. Did you hear any conditional sentences? Don't worry if you're not sure, because this is what we're looking at in this podcast. In last week's podcast, we spoke about the football team I support and why I support them. And in this week's podcast, Jack is going to do the same. And the task we're going to give you this week is to imagine yourself as a Premier League footballer. Who would you play for? So, in this week's podcast, we're going to help you with the second conditional. You're going to learn about the team Jack supports. And you're going to use the second conditional to imagine yourself as a footballer. But before we look at all that, let's look at last week's football phrase. If you didn't hear it last week, we'll give you one more chance to guess and give you the correct answer at the end of the show, when we give you a new football phrase. We had a great response last week and lots of correct answers. That's because it was easy, wasn't it? Maybe, but still worthwhile. Phrasal verbs are never that easy. Who got it right then? Well, well done to some of our regular football phrase getters, Lubomir and Alex from Ukraine, El Ghul and Kaldun83 from Algeria, Leikawang from China, Raphael Robson from Brazil, the next 75 from Italy, and Roma Kissel from Russia. And a big hello and well done to some of you who guessed correctly for the first time. Hello to Annette from Singapore, Juani Santos from Brazil, Tran from Vietnam, Jax Jin from China, M. Sesharo and Harsh G from India, and Harry Setiawan from Indonesia. Here's one more chance to guess my football phrase from last week. 
The phrase is and it means the start of a football match or to start something more generally. The phrase can be a noun or a phrasal verb. A new Premier League season has The first match of the season was Liverpool against Norwich City. Was at 8 o'clock. Have a think and we'll give you the answer at the end of the show. I'll also have a new football phrase for you to guess. This week it's going to be a bit more difficult. And if you can guess Rich's football phrase and write it in the comments section on the Premier Skills English website, we'll announce your name in next week's show. Last week, Jack asked me about the football team I support and why. This week, it's Jack's turn. After our conversation, we'll talk about some of the language we used and focus on the second conditional. While you listen, we want you to answer a question. The question is, why does Jack support Arsenal? I know you support Arsenal, Jack, but you're not from London, are you? I'm not, no. I lived in a few places in England as a kid, some in the north and some in the south. So, <laughs> you probably support Arsenal. Because when you were growing up, they were famous for very defensive play and grinding out 1-0 win after 1-0 win. Not sure about that, Rich. And we all know when we think of Arsenal, we think of fast and exciting attacking play. OK, so why do you support Arsenal, really? If I supported Arsenal, I'd probably not tell many people. Or maybe I'd tell people I'm a Spurs fan. Yeah, yeah, all right. You can stop now. You might not believe this, but actually, it's a family connection. Don't tell me. Your brother is Dennis Burkamp. Not quite, but not far off. My, um, cousin is John Radford. John Radford? Never heard of him. That's because you're not an Arsenal fan, but he was a famous player in Arsenal's past in the 60s and 70s. He was a centre-forward and scored 150 goals for Arsenal. Only three players have scored more goals for Arsenal than him. Two of them are Ian Wright and Thierry Henry, so he's not in bad company. And he's your cousin. If he was your cousin, you'd get free tickets all the time. Well, actually, he's my dad's cousin or second cousin. But in the UK, like in many countries, more distant relatives, well, they're all called cousins, aren't they? It's definitely a, a claim to fame. But you've never met him? No, but I can remember my granddad being very proud of the family connection. What would you do if you met him? If you got the chance to meet him at a big family reunion or something? What would you ask him about his football career? <sighs> I'd have loads of questions. I'd ask him about his career in football and scoring for Arsenal. All kinds of things. I'd especially like asking him about football then football now. So, give me three questions you'd ask your cousin, John Radford. OK, well, one question would be, if you were a footballer now, what would be different? What would you like? What wouldn't you like? I have a few ideas. What would your second question be? It would be, what was your favourite moment as a footballer? And your last question? Um, if you could change one thing about football, what would you change? Well, you never know. I'm sure you'll get a chance to ask those questions someday. Yes, I hope so. 
did you get the answer to the question, why does Jack support Arsenal? The answer, of course, is my family connection to the club. Right. In the role play, we use some examples of the second conditional. We're now going to look at a few examples and talk about why and how we use the second conditional. Let's look at an example from the role play. Listen. Example 1. If he was your cousin, you'd get free tickets all the time. OK, so we usually use the second conditional to talk about imaginary or unreal situations. These situations can be about the present or the future, but it's impossible they will happen or unlikely. This first example is an example of something that is impossible to happen because John Radford is not really Jack's cousin. He's a more distant relative. A more common example is to use the phrase, if I were you. It's impossible to be someone else, but we use this phrase to imagine you're in the other person's situation. We often use this phrase to give advice and recommendations. A couple of examples, a couple of common examples are, if I were you, I'd go and see a doctor. Or, if I were you, I'd not say anything. In these situations, Rich is not me. The conditional sentence is being used to give advice or recommendations. The second conditional is also used to talk about things in the future that probably won't happen. Let's listen to another example from the role play. If you could change one thing about football, what would you change? He probably won't get the chance to change anything. So we use the second conditional. A more common example is, if you won the lottery, what would you buy? Good question. If I won the lottery, I'd buy a new house and I'd definitely buy Arsenal Football Club and then I'd buy all the best players in the world and Arsenal would never ever lose another match. All right, calm down. It's very unlikely that Jack will win the lottery, so we don't have to worry about Arsenal winning everything just yet. OK. So that's why we use the second conditional. But how do we create it? Like all conditional sentences, it has two parts. A condition, the if clause, and the main clause, or the result, if the if clause is true. That's starting to sound a bit difficult. Can you give everyone an example? Let's look at that lottery sentence again. If you won the lottery, what would you buy? That sentence has two clauses. The if clause, if you won the lottery, and the main clause, what would you buy? In the second conditional, when we're talking about things that are not true or unlikely, we use the past simple in the if clause and then make a prediction in the main clause. Normally, we use would plus the infinitive, but you can use other modal verbs such as could or might as well. We have some more second conditional examples and activities on the podcast page on the Premier Skills English website. Your task this week is to imagine life as a Premier League footballer and answer a few questions using the second conditional. 
We've got three questions for you. Question one. If you were a Premier League footballer, which club would you play for and why? Question two. If you were a Premier League footballer, which position would you play and why? Question three. If you were a Premier League footballer, what three things would be most different to your life now? Right. Okay. Remember to try to use the second conditional in all your answers. Write all your answers at the bottom of the page for this podcast on the Premier Skills English website. Okay, it's time for this week's football phrase. It's your turn this week, Rich. I got lots of answers to my football phrase this week. I know, I know, but your phrases aren't that difficult, are they? I like to get lots of people to think about the phrase, but they might not all get the right answer. Remember, if you're not sure, you can still make a guess and write your answers on the website. Okay, we all know that you like to explain more unusual football phrases. Let's hear this week's. Right, this week's phrase is... This phrase, I think, was first used by the media to describe Alex Ferguson and how he would shout at his Manchester United players if they were not playing well. As far as I know, is usually given by the manager at half-time in order to make the players work harder in the second half. I think a clue is needed here. Right, the phrase uses a thing you might use to dry your hair after a bath or shower and another word that a doctor or physio gives you to make you feel better or recover from injury. I think you always help a little too much. Let's see who gets it right. Write your answers in the comments section on the Premier Skills English website and we'll announce your name on next week's show. Before we forget, we need to give you the answer to last week's football phrase. The answer was the phrasal verb to kick off or the noun kick off. Right, that's all we have time for this week. Bye for now and enjoy your football. <laughs>